What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Yee Podcast. My name is Parker Smith. I'm CEO of Yee Apparel, joined by Brian. Hey, guys. And Ben. What's going on? Brian is director of Yee Media. That's right. Ben runs our influencer program, a little all over the place with our marketing. What do you do, Ben? I'd say all things marketing. You got on the uh, new Yee Athlete shirt over there. I do. Yeah. Show the folks. I saw you we went to work, work yesterday. I saw on our little uh, on our Shopify account that we use on our website. It shows how many uh, shipments that we've sent out, and it said that we had like 165 packages sent out yesterday that you sent out to every single one of our athletes. That was pretty cool. Yeah, hundred over 160 packages yesterday alone, and I am not a shipper, so that was that was a big moment for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's I'm sure that took a while. Yeah. Are we still accepting more athletes? Yes, we are. Nice. Um, um, for a lot of you wondering where in the world is Hayden Adcock, host of the Yee podcast. A few people asked that last time. Hayden is uh, no longer with Yee. No, I'm just kidding. He is in Mexico right now. He ran away and um, he is in Cabo, which is America's favorite place to go in Mexico. I've never been to Cabo. Me either, but it looked pretty. I have been there for one day. It was a cruise stop, but oh, I went to a Senor Frogs and got back on the boat. That was about it. That was my Cabo experience. Cruise stops are just, they just don't even count as anything. You just end up at like a Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville mm. or what's the other one? I guess Senor Frogs is yeah. the main mm. one. And you're like, I'm a world traveler, but you really just went and into a Mexican You get the place. Ron John surf shop <laughs> sticker <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with whatever town you're yeah. in. And yeah, it's really not much of a destination. Yeah. yeah. I think he's living his best life, though. No Wi Fi there, though. Apparently not. Yeah, apparently he uh, could not jump on the podcast today because he didn't have good Wi Fi. But he did send out an email to all of Yee Nation about the NASCAR launch. So, yeah, he's working. <laughs> he should be back next week, though. Yeah. Fingers crossed. If his Wi Fi is working. Mm. <laughs> um, Cabo is one of those places I feel like, have you been, Ben? Oh, yeah, yeah, you just yeah. said that. So it's one of those places that you don't really go on the beach. It's just kind of like the ocean's just there in the background. That, that's always kind of weirded me out. It's like you, you can't really get in the water, but yeah. you're at the beach. Well, I did get on a boat also. It was Senior Frogs and then like a little boat around like the little, I don't know if it's a harbor or bay there, but it's at the end of the Baja Peninsula for Mexico so it's that really long skinny piece of land mm. the far west so you can see where the Pacific Ocean meets I don't I don't know what the body of water is there hmm. but um, there's like a iconic like archway that you can see there that's just a rock formation that's where Hayden um, was yesterday oh was he? yeah I saw a photo of him here nice there wow there you go well we are gearing up for Bristol day by day and the fall launch, which falls on the same day, which is terrifying to me. And I was pretty stressed about it yesterday. I'm not going to lie, but we're going to make it work. Um, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, our driver, our beloved Brandon Jones is racing the Yee car and we just take ownership of his car year round, even though we only had him for two races, What you have on your shirt right there. I do. Yes. We just had our NASCAR, uh, Yee Yee collection drop, which is super exciting. And we were just talking about how NASCAR is finally back after it took like a three week break and we were all bored. And we didn't know what to do with ourselves on Saturdays. Um, 
Brandon's got that iconic yellow car, which is nice. What would you say it was going to be? It's like yellow and blue. Yeah. Uh, I guess he switches off. Well, it, it'll be this past weekend. He had his bright yellow Menards car, and then it had a blue hood. Forget what the sponsor was for the hood, but um, it's always nice the uh, the bright yellow car because it's so easy to find him when you're watching it on TV. Yeah, I hate whenever he's not in the yellow car. I think it was two weeks ago or something. He was in the the white just Toyota car, and it, it just didn't feel right. Just yeah. blended in. So either yellow or camo. Do you have an They're opinion cool on the road uh, races versus like the super speedways in terms of watching it? So basically, for those watching, if you're not familiar with NASCAR. Like usually you'll see like the iconic, there's like three types of tracks, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's uh, like a super speedway, which is the really long oval, typically with the curved side so that they can turn easier. And then there's what they call a short track, which is just small oval, which is basically, you're just kind of always turning. It's like borderline circle, lots of braking. And then you have the road course, which is like IndyCar, which is just like all over the place. Yeah. I don't know if there's something in between short tracks and the super speedways technically, because you look at something like Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, I don't think it's considered like a super speedway, but it's a pretty big track. Like it's almost a minute long for a lap or something like mm. that. So it's not like a 15 second lap like Bristol or anything like that. Or I, I don't know if that's the best. I think I my see. I'm definitely short tracks. Yeah, I think that just more happens and it's just exciting to watch. And especially if you're inside the track at a short track, you can see the cars all the way around with that big angled wall. And you can just like watch the cars from a single point mm -hmm. on the inside of the track is so cool versus a road course. Like we were in, uh, when we had the Yee car in Austin, we were in the pit and then you guys were in the stands, which is probably better because in the pit, it's like they just pass by once every three minutes. Cause it takes three minutes to get around and you don't see them again. But I guess it helps if you have screens. To yeah, see. that's kind of how it was in the stands. It, like, the best part of the race was when they were passing by right in front of us. So I think with the short track, you just see them all the way around. Definitely is better. Yeah. From an in-person viewing experience. Yeah. We were talking about how <laughs> Bristol was just in the middle of nowhere. I didn't realize it was, like, so far east Tennessee, like, in the boonies, like, literally in the Smoky Mountains yeah. out there, which is what makes it so awesome and iconic. Granger was telling me that Bristol is, like, unlike any track that he's ever been to because you'll, you're just, like, in the middle of, like, the woods and, like, just in the middle of the backwoods, and then you just, like, walk up on this, like, valley, and there's just massive stadium that holds, like, 160,000 people or whatever it is. And I was like, man, these people must just come out of the woodwork for this. Like, cause there's no big city around. Man, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it. It's going to be insane. I, I think it's like, if it's not the loudest, it's one of the loudest tracks. So I'm going to have to like invest in some good hearing protection or something, especially being like on the middle there. Yesterday I was like, man, should I just, should I stay? Cause I don't, we can't risk cause the, so, uh, Granger is going to be on tour um, he's playing a show the Thursday night, September 16th. And then we have the Bristol race, September 17th and Granger's going to be there and he's going to do a meet and greet and, uh, and like autographs with Brandon and that sort of thing. And we'll all be there. So y'all should come and say hi. Um, but that morning is like going to be the biggest launch of our company's history is September 17th at 10 AM will be the fall launch, which we've been working on stuff for like upwards of 15 months now for this launch um and so 
that's going to be it's it, i have to be like around wi-fi and like fixing all the problems and we're going to be remote so we're not even going to be here at the e farm to be able to figure it all out so uh but it's going to be good we just have to do more preparation beforehand to be able to put out fires that come about on launch day and it'll be good we're going to need to invest in some like wireless hotspots or something like that just as a backup plan um just to make sure everything goes smoothly yeah i think we're gonna fly into knoxville rent a car drive two hours to bristol and uh we'll probably vlog it and put it on the smiths if y'all don't uh if you're not subscribed to the smiths youtube channel you should go check it out that is granger and amber smiths vlog and then we also do stuff from the EE farm on there and i think that would be pretty interesting yeah to, absolutely to, uh, all the behind behind the scenes from bristol yeah it's gonna be cool yeah i'm sure granger will do a ton of content we're gonna try to get you to sneak your nice camera in there yes yeah nascar has a lot of red tape as yes. far as filming and everything goes so yes hopefully they they're not listening to this and we'll figure it out yeah we need to have brandon on the podcast either before i don't know if it'd be better to have him on before or after the race or maybe just both or both i think both yeah yeah that would be cool uh so speaking of the fall launch I know we got a lot of good feedback. I was surprised. I thought I was going to bore everybody with uh, what goes behind the scenes with creating the products. And when we had uh, Richard from River City on, uh, who makes all the gear, most of the gear. And we thought it would be cool to kind of give you guys a behind the scenes of what goes on the planning of these launches. I don't know if that's interesting to you. Uh, I'm going to make an office reference because Hayden's not here. And he won't yell at me. Let's hear it. But it's like when Jim is explaining in one of the first episodes of The Office what he does. He's like, I look at paper stock and quantities and I sell it to suppliers. And then he's like, I'm boring myself even talking about this. We're going to have to make a TikTok of that moment because our last TikTok was Hayden talking about how liking The Office isn't a personality trait. Yeah, I was I was outnumbered that day. Matt and Hayden both do not like The Office. It makes <laughs> them visibly angry. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so yeah, so basically what happens with these launches is, um, before you guys came on board, uh, Ben and Brian, it was basically, it was just me and Tyler. Tyler used to do all of the orders of the gear and, uh, we would just kind of order it whenever and just kind of have it in stock and then take it out on the road to shows. And then I came on board and then kind of decided to adopt this idea of like doing seasonal collections because when you brand it seasonally it just seems to do better and just like be I don't know it just like kind of gives it it gives it its own niche to like sit in instead of just having something that's available year-round when did we do our first uh launch that the with the seasonal I want to say type. it was um I I did them a little bit like like summer or spring of like 2018 or 19. But the big one that we did where we really hyped it up to a certain day and a specific time down to the second was the first ever Yee day, which was, I guess, 2020, 2020, 2020. Yeah. 19. I think it was 2020, 2020. I don't remember. Gosh. Cause that was still before me and Ben's time. Yeah. Yeah. And that was just crazy. Like we, uh, it was, it was really cool to see the number of people on the website and people seem to really respond to uh, limited quantities and just making it fun for everybody and do a countdown and just make it interesting and uh, 
yeah, so we were like, okay, I think we should start doing this uh, with all of our launches. And so now basically what I'll do is I'll look, it kind of depends on the product. Uh, some products take upwards of like 15 months to create, uh, kind of like I said earlier, but so for example, for stuff that we use Richard on, who was on the podcast uh, two weeks ago, his, his products are typically like a five week turnaround time. And for t-shirts like that, um, I'll try to, we'll meet and say, like for instance, I'll say uh, for this fall launch, for example, I think we met in May, right before this, uh, a little bit before the summer launch to go over the design concepts. So probably a month or two before that was when I was like brainstorming concepts for like what was gonna go on the shirts and what was gonna go on the hats and what patterns we wanted to use. And I have like a few different graphic designers that I'll just like send ideas to and then they'll they'll give me feedback and they'll create something and then we'll tweak it. And then I'll decide if I want it to go on a shirt or a hat or kind of how that's gonna go. So that's just kind of an ongoing process where I keep all of those designs like in a big melting pot. On my computer I'll have, you'll see I'll have, uh, I have an Excel doc. I'll, I'll try to sum this up because I feel like I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I am a little bit boring myself. So I'll try to keep it interesting. I'm so sorry if this is not interesting to you. Uh, but I, I have an Excel doc on my computer with each seasonal launch up until or right now it's, it's on there through, uh, fall of 2022. And, um, I will just put initial ideas that I have as they come and then, uh, reach out to graphic designers and then get those logos. And then, Anyway, if, if it's a product that is, uh, takes a long time to develop, like for instance, we have flannels and then we have uh, two different jackets that are releasing that are what we call cut and sew that are completely constructed from scratch. And so uh, for an example like that, I wrote down like a few notes of like the general time frame of what happens. So for example, for like this soft shell jacket that we're releasing that has like a concealed carry holster uh, on both inside flaps, um, that that initial concept I believe was like uh, June of 2020 when I came up with that initial idea. So I will hire a graphic designer to who specializes in, in apparel creation and so that first step will be, hey, I have an idea for a soft shell jacket and I want people to be able to carry a firearm on the inside flap. And then she'll say, cool. And then so she is a professional who creates products from scratch. So she will construct the, the piece of apparel from scratch, uh, write out all the, the specs of the measurements and what she thinks it needs to be and all the stuff that's above my head of like hymns and uh, like the waist size and, and all that good stuff. And then I'll send that initial idea and then she'll come up with like the projected material that it's going to use, the way the branding is going to be like adhered to the product, uh, the way that they're going to construct the holster and that sort of thing. And then I'll go ahead. So all that started in June of 2020. Yeah. That's so crazy. And to me, like whenever I first came on, it was crazy to see that how much time went into these products and that it wasn't just you had an idea and place placed in order and then it was ready to go for the for the launch yeah um just i guess from the outside looking in it's there's so much more of a process to it 
especially for uh specialty products like that um mm-hmm. it's it takes a lot of time and like thankfully like for like the shirt that i'm wearing or that ben's wearing it's that's a much different process but for like some of the specialty stuff that you all see as we want to be seen as a one of the top apparel brands in the world we don't just want to be an artist apparel company we want it to be like we want to go up against Columbia, North Face, and Carhartt. Like, that's the goal. Like, that's the standard that we set ourselves to. And then when you're at that level, you're going up against teams with dozens and dozens and hundreds of employees. Uh, so it just takes time. It takes a lot of attention to detail. So um, basically, we'll go through. We'll, con- we'll construct it. Then I'll be- then send that to my manufacturer and be like, hey, this is my initial idea. Can we do this? they will then contact their different factories that they have who specialize in different types of products certain certain factories in certain countries specialize in heavy jackets or polyester based uh, clothes etc and then once they confirm that it's doable with the factory then i will hire a a separate graphic designer who specializes in what they call tech packs which is creating uh, like a visual layout for the factory to be able to see these are the specific uh, Pantone colors or the specific color that it's going to go in. This is the, the pattern that is going to be on it. This is the, the size and branding of the uh, Yee or what's going to be on it. These are what the, the barcodes are going to be on it, uh, etc. And then, and then I will, uh, then go through the very first uh, sample process with the manufacturer as they'll send the uh, what they call like the pre-production sample of materials to see like this is what the outside material is going to be and they'll send like a little sample of it so like for the soft shell jacket that you all see it's like everything from the outside material to the inside was uh, was hand selected for that jacket Uh, they'll send examples of the zippers and stuff and then okay and then i'll just I'll, I'll run through this were you gonna say something brian yeah so i was just gonna say like from the outside looking in on quantities and why we do a launch that stuff is gonna sell out can you kind of explain like the reasoning behind that and like the space and it, we like if we don't ha- if we have a item not do well like it, it's not it's hurting us sitting on the shelf when as we're preparing for the next launch i guess yeah um uh yeah so you we we buy as much as we can afford because we're working with pretty large manufacturers now and uh, we buy as much as we can based on the cash that we have as a company and then obviously you want to be able to sell when you're ordering it so far in advance it's really tough because you're losing that money depending on your payment terms with your vendor you it's just a give and take and so i order based on what i think people will buy and hopefully sell out within like a month of launch or a month and a half of launch something like that sometimes it sells out in two minutes but in june of 2020 when i had to order this stuff i'm estimating what in fall of 2021 the demand is going to be in our, our growth as a company and i usually guess on the lower end just in case um and so when you're doing that, when I've, I've already ordered all of our, like all of our winter stuff for next January is already ordered. Like that's already, and then we're, we're almost done finalizing like the swimwear for spring of 2022 right now. So it's <clears throat> ordering 
uh, hopefully enough to that everybody who wants it can get it, but also uh, trying to play it safe as a company to where we're being smart and mitigating risk. And just space-wise too right now that we have, I yeah. guess in the warehouse. and Yeah, we just spent a lot of money to uh, create the overstock area back uh, behind the property that you guys have, may have seen on that the Smith's YouTube channel um, where we uh, enclosed the walls on both sides and then Caleb's just done an awesome job. We got a forklift to, uh, to be able to handle all the new inventory and that sort of thing. Um, and then just some of our packaging that's just so awesome but just takes up space and it's just costly. Uh, we do like custom boxes for every single launch that's like themed. So like this fall is like an awesome orange and green. Uh, it's like a landscape of like an elk and uh, a hunter and a dog and he's got like a gun like walking through the woods and there's like some some uh birds flying above him it's really cool yeah i'm excited for the new boxes the summer ones were cool with the american flag yeah uh and these fall ones look really good too i like this thing we got going where it's kind of like a new theme for based on every launch kind of so yeah uh we were right before fourth of july so we had those america boxes and now it's just very fall related yeah, I just think it. I just think it just makes it interesting. Yeah, uh, and people comment on it too. Yeah, like it definitely makes a difference. Yeah, it's just I've always just like not wanted to take ourselves too seriously and just, um, I don't know. Just like I think that that a lot of people think that it doesn't matter and they'll just send it in like a regular USPS box and doesn't matter to a certain extent. But there's something about pulling up to your house and seeing packages on the front door and you can just tell. Like which one is the EU package? I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We try to, I just, I just always try to think in terms of the customer and like what would be interesting. And like, it's like you spend your hard earned money and you work really hard. And so when you buy something from us, like I want to make it an experience that you wouldn't get anywhere else, uh, because there's a million brands out there and, um, we're Definitely. lucky to have your business. So, so with these launches, how far ahead are we planning right now? Uh, the very, f like I have, I have, um, like concepts for fall of 2022, uh, like in mind, but that's like as far, like I don't have that's anything like concrete 15 months from now, 14 months from now. Yeah. That's crazy. Like I have to start thinking because it's just, it sounds crazy, but I just learned the hard way. Like these factories are just like, like, well, I'm already behind for next spring. They're like, we have to get these orders into the swim stuff like in soon. Wow. And it's, mostly because of just the state of the world right now too is everybody in apparel or manufacturing or really anything that you're sending from overseas right now if any of you work work with really i just i feel like tons of different industries are getting affected right now with covid and with what's going on with the supply chains uh, we still have like 10,000 american flag bags out somewhere in the pacific ocean right now that are just not they're just, they were supposed to be here last May. Yeah. Stuck and they're just on a boat. not here. Yeah. They're just stuck on a boat somewhere. Wow. So, so with all this like planning in advance, do you ever have like, oh, I really want this to be on this specific launch rather than pushing it off to, uh, like next fall or something like that? Yeah. Fall is the best time to do, um, high priced. Fall is always the most fun for me because I can order more because we have more, uh, Sa like a safe buffer between 
September and Christmas to get rid of it. Yeah. Versus in January, if I order too many jackets, then we're screwed. And we're going to have, whole year, yeah. you're going to have a lot of money sitting on the shelves and that people are not buying and you have to discount it and then end up losing money. So hmm. fall is the most fun time for me because, and I'm so bummed still because man, these, I mean, these beanie, these women's beanies have probably been two and a half years, like no joke of <laughs> wow. trying to get these stinking, uh, premium women's beanies in. Um, but, and they're not going to make it for the fall launch, which is super sad. And we also had an awesome custom camo hoodie that I've been working on for a year. That's not going to be in in time, but it's good. It'll be good because we'll have some stuff to fill in, um, in like October, like after the launch and like kind of around November as like Christmas is coming around, we'll have some cool new products, but I'm telling y'all these women's palm beanies are so awesome. It has like a removable palm. It's like, I've never seen that. It's on par with like some of the like best beanie brands in the world. Yeah, that's it's exciting. Cool. Um, yeah. And so talking about things coming on time, that's what kind of makes, uh, filming and photographing this content for these launches difficult for us. Um, and we try to get stuff in as soon as possible. But like you said, with manufacturers and stuff that leaves us a good three to four weeks before launch to shoot all the promos, turn around, edit for, uh, to run as ads and stuff at the launch. And so that's kind of what a lot of my job is entailed with each of these launches. Um, yeah, you had to pull a couple all-nighters for the summer launch, didn't there you? There was a few, and yeah. but with my industry, there's a lot that happens a lot and stuff, and so I've gotten pretty used to it, and it's it's it gets exciting just kind of racing against the clock kind of thing, so uh, I enjoy it for yeah, sure. Yeah, you all just live off that high of uh, – it's almost like a college like final that you're yes. trying to stay for <laughs> at the last minute, yes. and it sucks, but it's also like kind of just like – yeah, let's just grind it out. Let's do it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I even know for me, like, um, there was one, like, and this is nowhere near the capacity of what Brian was doing because a lot of my stuff was actually, like, two or three weeks prior to the launch where I was involved, um, whether that was getting, like, packages sent out to our uh, – we're, we're calling it marketing reps because we just don't like influencers, but the, the term influencer – um, but just getting them out gear early uh, so they can then help us market it just to oh, as many people as possible. Um, but I, I even had um, a, a little bit of what my job is for the launches is making just interesting like memes and videos and stuff like that. And I had put in like a request basically uh, to have a video that I could create um, but I had to use like a different app basically and request it through them and they didn't fill out the request until like the night before. So I was even kind of like grinding a bit again, nowhere near what Brian was <laughs> doing, but like I was making literally like a meme out of like a SpongeBob video, like 30 minutes before the launch. So we could like drop it right when the launch happened. <laughs> and that stuff is still so important. Like every, every person's job is like so valuable here. Uh, even if it, like it's easy to look down on like creating memes or content like that but at the end of the day like that's that's the voice of our brand that's what like represents us and so um yeah you've done a great job of getting that out to the influencers i know with our nascar release that was uh it was super cool to see everybody posting about it and everything 
Um, we are going to go to break and then we're going to come back and finish up the uh, kind of talk on the prep for the launches and do power rankings. What's up, guys? Thanks for listening to the Yee podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the fall launch, which is coming September 17th. And it's the biggest launch that we've ever had. We're going to have a ton of products. So get ready for that. Buy some tickets to Bristol because that's where we're going to be on the day of the fall launch. We have the Yee Yee car racing in a camouflage car. It's going to be the biggest day of our company's career. So buy some tickets to Bristol. If you can't, no problem. September 17th, fall launch. Keep it in mind or don't. That's okay too. We still love you. What's up guys? Welcome back. Where were we? We were talking about, I'm going to finish up the kind of like the very back end of uh, the launch stuff. And then we're going to jump into our power rankings for the week. So once we get those pre-production samples in, we'll confirm the material, the branding. Um, we'll get like the very first run of like what the construction is going to be. And then we will um, send them any adjustments that we have, like for the flannel that we got. Uh, we wanted to lengthen it. We wanted to make it a little bit wider. We felt like it was a little too, uh, a little too tight, a little too tailored. And we lengthened the sleeves a little bit. So like stuff like that. And then we'll do one more, the final pre-production sample to confirm, uh, before ordering it, then we will order it. And then typically it's like two months to get here from ordering. And then ideally it gets here about a month and a half before the launch so that Brian and Ben can do their magic. And we can come up with clever ways to market said product because it's just such a game of you got to be you got to be able to to finish the job because it's like you got you can't you can't have an amazing product and then not market it right you can't have an amazing marketing team without a quality product that people are going to talk about I once heard someone say that like, what's the definition definition of remarkable? It's like, we're trying to have a remarkable product. It's like something that is worth remarking about, like worth <laughs> talking about, worth telling somebody about. So uh, we're very fortunate to have Ben and Brian and Hayden and uh, have a team that can uh, then market the products that we make and make it look pretty on camera. Because at the end of the day, you guys can't, you don't have it in front of you. We don't have a store. You have to trust our, it's a lot of trust. You have to take our word for it. Like our soft shell jacket's going to be $130. Like it takes a lot of trust to put that kind of money into something that you can't see, touch or feel. Um, but that's why we offer free returns and exchanges. Cause we know that. And it's a pain in the butt when people make you pay for, uh, returns and that sort of thing. So we just try to make it as easy as possible and try to be as transparent as possible and show the quality of it and, uh, sell a genuine blue collar, American lifestyle that we believe in based on, based on, based, based on <laughs> Mike Tyson over here, based <laughs> on a uh, faith family in the outdoors. So that's kind of the, and then we'll, we'll kind of optimize that content for either Instagram or Facebook or TikTok and that sort of thing. MySpace. MySpace. Mm. Yeah. MySpace, Tumblr. What was the uh, conservative um, one that got, that lasted like a month? That was sad. That didn't last twitter everybody was all on board no <laughs> comment below if you know what i'm talking about we can't remember the name of it i know what you're talking about i yeah. just don't know the name yeah do you remember didn't, didn't it start with a p or something like that yeah. parlor 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 yeah no. yeah is that it yeah yeah maybe it's still no no they took it off the app store actually that's right 
Man, have y'all seen what Instagram's been doing lately with it's literally like you can't take this action to people and they just can't post? Yeah. I got that on one of our pages the other day oh. and then I updated my app and then 30 minutes later it was just fine. That's so weird. Sad. Uh, I did post during it though. So it said like it, it was very general and I screenshotted the notification but it was just like, oh yeah, uh this action is not available at that time i pressed okay and then i was able to post anyway i was like what yeah that's so weird i get the censoring and stuff like for kids you know there's so much stuff on the internet yeah. and now every kid has a device but it's just like now that they've brought politics into it it's too much. sad yeah speaking of sad it's raining <laughs> great transition brian <laughs> It is raining at the UE farm during the summer, which we love the rain. It's not Do that we, though? Sad. Not we're, we're supposed to run run the rain. We're supposed to love the rain, but we're too young. We don't have kids. I feel like when you have children, you immediately love rain. It's just like a part of being a dad. Mm-hmm. You're required to like rain because green. you all of a sudden care about the growth of grass. The and green trees. grass, yeah. yeah. You're like, I'm going to get to mow my lawn next yeah. week. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, I was on the phone with Paul this morning who – edits the smiths and he was telling me last night he was so excited to mow his grass and was doing it really quick and then he woke up this morning to rain in san antonio and he had never been so excited for rain. oh wow i guess that's part of being home ownership wow. he's gonna be a dad soon so wow he's really coming into place what are you guys thoughts on stripes in the yard that are mowed if you can do it right then please like it's it looks awesome but whenever people try to do it and then it just turns out all yeah. like wobbly i'm like how do they even do that is that just a special is that just i a think fancy it's mower? a i think it's a way and i really have no idea what i'm talking about but there's an attachment it's right? an attachment that drags the grass one direction and then you don't use it on the other direction oh and so it's like after it's mowed it's like dragging the grass and like the grass and pushing it all <laughs> One direction. You said grash. The grash. Yeah, <laughs> words are hard. Yep. Especially three o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. Brian has also eaten two lunches today and we were joking mm. about how we were not going to be able to get through this podcast yeah. without falling asleep. It's almost nap time. <laughs> you had a, a fried chicken sandwich yes. with bacon on it. And cheese. Yeah, good luck recovering from that one. Yep. Okay, we're on a tangent here. Um <laughs> that's all right. We'll finish off with the power rankings. Brian actually we you tried to transition us to that yes. and then we got sidetracked with lawns speaking of speaking of a nice meal and being sad (laughs) yeah and our power rankings today are going to be what do you got ben we're gonna go with the top movies to watch on a rainy day so whenever it's rainy especially when you may be like us and you don't want it to necessarily be rainy and you need a little pick me up maybe something to brighten up your day on such a cloudy dark day or if you're emo or you just enjoy suffering, then maybe you just kind of want to dive into that depression. Maybe watch a scary movie or a very sad movie mm-hmm. or a rom-com. I mean, and it's yeah. usually a movie you've seen before. Yeah. But it's just, yeah. The maybe aspect of the nostalgia. Yeah. The rainy day that and makes it, you don't really have anything day, else better to do. Better. Yeah. Now I made my word mess up. So <laughs> all three of us, but Parker, let's hear it from you first. You know what else is interesting is when you're in like a movie theater and you come out and it's like you forget like what planet you're on. Oh, and it's yeah. It's just like pouring down rain. It's yeah. always interesting. Yes. Or the opposite when it's very, very dark 
and you come out and it's like in the middle of the day and it's bright and hot yeah and yeah you yeah. forgot that all that was going on just because you were so lost in the movie. Are movie theaters gonna die do you think we talked Is about the future this generation like a little gonna... while ago on the podcast Did and we? like yeah hayden says he has a theory that they are going to die out but i personally just love movie theaters I don't know if yeah. streaming just going to take over. I think it's going to be one of those things that's like, there's not going to be nearly as many. It's not going to be yeah. mainstream, but you'll go every once in a while, like as a vintage thing for fun yeah. or something. Yeah. Maybe it'll go away for a while. Cause like you're seeing more and more of it that like with your streaming services, they're going to like release a movie to theaters and in their streaming app because some people don't want to leave their house right now. Um, but I wonder if that's just going to kill the movie theater thing for a while. And then it's going to come back like 20 years from now or something like that. Yeah, it's sad. I uh, I personally loved those Friday evenings going mm. to not only the movie theater, but Blockbuster to pick out a oh, movie yeah. or two for the weekend. We almost missed out on Blockbuster. We're yeah. just like, we're right at that age where I remember going, but only barely. Yeah, that was a, a weekend trip yeah. for me and my sister. Okay, power rankings, best movies on a rainy day. I'm going to start out with a comedy. I'm going to go with Zoolander. That's a good one. I Classic. haven't seen that. You've never seen Zoolander? No. Well, Jitterbug. It's rainy. I don't know so what you're talking about. Orange milk frappuccinos. Better go home and watch it. Yeah. All right. I will stick on the comedy as well. And this one is one of my best friends, Nolan. Shout out to him. This is mine and his like ultimate favorite movie and that is oh, kicking, I know it. kicking and screaming mm. oh i didn't know it that is a good one though i've uh, never seen that one actually man i that, saw that that was my seventh birthday party no way me and my my boys went to see kicking and screaming with my mom and dad mm, i bet y'all came out of there pretty wild oh yeah go ben. home and watch it it's a good one so i'm gonna go away from the comedy genre for my pick and this is going to be my nerd pick of the week. It's going to be the Harry Potter movies, mm -hmm. any one of them. Classic. Um, probably more early on, like the first, second, or third, because those are a little happier than it gets later in the series. It gets a little dark, but like, uh, I just love that series. And I've watched it so many times that it could just be background noise for me. I know exactly what's going on. I could pick up in the middle of the movie and watch it whenever and... I don't know. It's just a good rainy day movie. It's for just me. always comforting. Just a little Harry Potter on the background. Hayden used to live with uh, Connor, who we all went to high school together. And Connor, we'd always joke that it was always a very Harry Potter weekend at Connor's house because Connor really? would just I always, didn't know that about always him. have it on. Really? Huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know when TNT is like, it's a very Harry Potter weekend this so weekend. It, it's like interesting with like Harry Potter now. It gets passed around from like uh, NBC to like whoever else and like when it's in nbc they own sci-fi in usa so it might be usa's harry potter weekend this weekend mm -hmm. and then next weekend it's the sci-fi channel so literally like almost every weekend now is a harry potter weekend i swear but yep all right number two movies to watch on a rainy day weekend close your eyes unless you're driving it's raining it's thundering you're kind of like i'm bored you flip it on Maybe you don't flip on the TV like you did back in the day because everything's streaming now, but I'm just kind of envisioning my childhood. Go to AMC, 
Mm. AMC always has the good stuff on like a Friday or Saturday. I'm thinking turn on AMC, you see something like Independence Day. It's just kind of out of nowhere. Good, feel good. Everybody loves a little Will Smith. Pick me up. That's number two. That's a good one. That's a great one. My number two, and I'm going to go with the series, like Ben. That's going to be Indiana Jones. Nice. Mm, Aren't there a bunch of those? There is. There's four, right? Four or six. Or, I don't know. I know the newest one. Was that the Crystal Skull one? Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, that's four. What what's your like favorite out of that no, series? I think that one. A lot of people might say the older ones, but yeah, I think the first one is just so iconic True. with the whole beginning scene where he like takes the idol out and he's running away from like the giant boulder. Um, but yeah, I remember the fourth being like really exciting for like three hours long, but like yeah. it was just exciting the whole time. It's a solid pick. When I think of Indiana Jones, I think of like I have pizza and it's raining and like some soda and i'm just like watching it while it's thundering outside it's just on it's just homie homie ben what you got i'm gonna go with a comedy for my second pick actually so this is going back to my roots a bit so uh for those of you who maybe this is your first episode or you don't know who i am specifically i am from massachusetts very very close to boston um and this has just always been one of my favorite movies and to kind of pick up where you're talking about some thunder uh the movie is ted so it's more or less live action family guy if you haven't seen it uh it is rated r so if we have some younger viewers maybe don't show it to them uh but yeah, that's just so classic. And there's some inside jokes in there that being from Boston is just that much funnier. Like they call out like the town over from me as being like trashy. And it's like, ha, I get that. But no one else does. Um, but, Big Mark Wahlberg guy. Oh, yeah. huge, huge. He's a Boston guy, right? Yeah. Okay. He, so if you were to get in a car from my house where I grew up, drive five minutes, you could be where he grew up. Because it was a neighborhood in Boston that my town, like, bordered. Huh. Yeah. All right. Ted with Mark Wahlberg. Underrated. uh, An interesting role that he played in that. He's played the serious roles, and he's played roles like that. Yeah. He's actually played quite a few comedy roles now. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I I feel like I know him more for comedies. Like, he did a great job in... um, what was the one the, like a fighter or something or oh yeah the fighter the fighter yeah, yeah it's that's about the one that I think of. um mickey ward um and then i was also thinking of lone survivor yeah where they were doing was it operation desert storm for that movie oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no 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 that wasn't it was that was uh we should know this because yeah. we're just good friends with marcus latrell mm-hmm. yeah uh, and that that's who he played but in the yeah movie. it definitely wasn't desert storm but yeah that was it that was, was red a, something i want to say yeah that was more recently that oh, gosh yeah i, we can't, gonna I get, can't remember the we were gonna mission. get slaughtered in the comments for that one i'm sorry, sorry guys, guys. <laughs> it's hard to think of stuff like that on the spot yeah yeah um okay yeah man lone survivor was such a good movie and a great book if you've never yeah i'm not I've huge into the um like war books i just never have been that into them but i remember reading lone survivor and that was incredible yeah Okay, uh, my last and third pick for Rainy Day Movies is I'm going to go with my boy Christian Bale, The Dark Knight. Nice. Always on either TNT or AMC. That's a good one. That's the end of my story. I, <laughs> for my third pick, 
am going to go with Forrest Gump. Mm. It's just a great rainy afternoon movie, and it's usually on TV. And, and you watch 45 minutes of it and fall asleep. <laughs> yep. You've already seen it plenty of times. Yeah. Fun fact, the scene of him sitting on the bench that's like throughout the movie was filmed in Savannah, Georgia at a little park. And I was working a job that just so happened to be right next to that little park. And so I sat on the bench. Did you know it at the time? I did. Yes. So it was cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Can you do your best Forrest Gump impression? I cannot. What's your third <laughs> pick? <laughs> <laughs> so my third pick, and this is, again, just kind of like maybe a nostalgia thing for me. Um, it's a it's a bit of a it's not exactly what you'd call a pick me up movie. But there's just some comfort I get in watching it, and that is Friday Night Lights. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, um, that's, that's such a good pick. So Man, that, I dreamed about high school football last night. <laughs> it's coming back. <laughs> Sad. It's always the best when uh, football season. someone makes a personality out of how good they were at high school football. It's like, oh, yeah, there's, there's nothing else to you. Did you ever like, watch the TV show? I watched, like, a couple seasons, but it's just not the same to wow. me. Like. I, I compare it to the movie, yeah. and then I'm like, this just isn't the same yeah. for me. Um, yeah. There's nothing like some Mike Winchell and James Booby Miles just killing it out there. The show did have such good actors, though, too. Yeah. They did a good job. No, they it. had great, like, cast and everything. Taylor but, Kitsch. Yep. As Riggins. Fun fact, in Austin, Texas, you can drive around and see the cast from the TV show Friday Night Lights. You can see their different houses, their actual houses in Austin. Oh, I didn't and know Tim, that. Tim Riggins' house in Austin the owner has a uh, number 33 in the window. Nice. That's cool. That's awesome. And you could go past right by the Austin airport on your right. You can, it's like overgrown and like it's abandoned, but you can see the Panther field house that they used as like their locker room. I didn't know it was filmed in this area. Yeah. So they filmed it at Pflugerville high school, which is, wow. Which is for Permian. Yeah. 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 Well, no, that's that's Pan- Dylan Panthers in the show. Oh, so, yeah, you're right, thinking of the right, movie. right, yeah. right. Permian. But either yeah. way, they're Ode- the Panthers. Odessa Permian yeah. was yeah. the movie. Uh, the show was um, Dylan Panthers. Yeah. That's cool. I think we had some good picks this week. I don't yeah. know who won. Do you have any honorable mentions there, Brian? Yeah. Let's see. We had The Patriot. Nice. Mm, classic AMC movie. Rocky. Any mm. of the Rocky movies. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Back to the Future. Wow. Granger's favorite movie of all time. Really? Yeah. Hmm. That and Top Gun. So, yeah. I got Castaway and Tommy Boy. I and went with A Million Ways to Die in the West, which have either of you seen that? No. Never it have. is literally Ted, but filmed in like the frontier. So Seth MacFarlane, who's like the creator of like Family Guy and all that. I have seen this. Movie. He, he's like the main character. And instead of being the voice of a teddy bear, he's just himself. Um, but it's literally like the same characters as Ted and like the same concept. But it's just like Wild West kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, Get if you know. haven't. It, it's a pretty goofy movie, but it's worth it. And then any Dukes of Hazard. Just always entertaining. Smoking the Bandit. Another good one. Mm. Well, there you have it. That's your power rankings. And that will do it for this week's episode. The podcast. Thank you all for listening. Should we say it? Don't say it. Let's just leave it for next week. Your. No. Right. Okay. Okay. See you guys next week. Peace.